My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Iteration 59. Well, we're getting close to the end of the year, and if you're like me, you're already looking ahead to 2020. Maybe you have been for a while, trying to come up with some great new project or multiple projects that will help make next year better than this one. I love the idea of big projects, and in fact, I've already started laying the groundwork for what's looking more and more like the biggest solo project of my career. But while I'm more excited about it than I have been about anything in a while, if I'm being honest, I'm also terrified that I won't be able to pull it off that it will somehow end up being less than what I think it could or should be. Big projects are great when you finish them, but man, they can be a slog. And typically, the bigger the project, the more we hope or expect from it in terms of response once we actually finish it. On some level, it comes back to something I've said for a long time, and that is all we really have control over is when we start and when we stop. What we do in between is often filled with random left turns and serendipitous happy accidents. I mean, how many times have you started a project with what you think is a clear idea of what you want it to be, only to have it end up being completely different than what you'd originally envisioned? The point is, you can set out to make a great movie or song or book or photograph. And that thing, whatever it is, after the weeks or months or even years of focused making might be great to you. But whether or not it goes viral or gets a ton of likes or even gets seen at all is largely out of your hands. If there aren't too many interim deliverables, both for you as the maker and for the audience that you'd ultimately like to share it with, it's easy to lose momentum and feel like you aren't making any progress towards shipping. I know that happens to me. If I keep my head down for too long without some sort of measurable marker, I start to feel overwhelmed or lost or just bored. The boredom thing happens a lot with my paintings because my current process is so tedious. It can take me literally weeks to finish a single piece. That's where setting visible milestones or mixing in smaller projects can really help. Projects that you can concept, develop, and ship in a couple days or a week or two can be critical to keeping you feeling productive and motivated to keep making. For example, in 2013, I started a simple project. I was doing a podcast about photography. Some of you may have even listened to it. And I was surprised by how many photographers didn't have a working knowledge of basic photographic terms and concepts. And that's not to say that you have to have a bunch of technical knowledge to be a good photographer. That's not what I'm saying at all. In fact, I know plenty of photographers who know very little about the technical side and still make fantastic pictures. But I was getting more and more email from listeners asking me many of the same questions. So I decided to create a PDF that defined a few of these photographic terms and concepts that I would offer as a free download. The problem was, I didn't give myself any rules on how to go about creating it. No timelines, no design parameters, and no real restrictions of any kind on what it could or should be. And we all know that creativity loves obstacles. And without them, three years, two rewrites, and three and a half complete redesigns later, The free PDF download grew into a 240-something page book. It got to the point that I just wanted it to be done. And because I didn't set any milestones, I never really knew where I was in the process. And nor did anyone else because I really didn't share anything about it until it was done. And even then, I rarely mentioned it. 
And while I'm incredibly proud of what we accomplished with it, we'd have to sell 10,000 copies to recoup the dollars in time that it took to create it, and we only sold a fraction of that. Little victories not only give you a sense of accomplishment, that tiny win can provide renewed focus and momentum to build on for the bigger, more time-consuming projects. Not to mention, they give you and your audience a marker to let you know where you're at in the creative process. And if you're using social platforms like Instagram, sharing more often is crucial to growing an audience. Remember, the algorithm rewards consistency. Well, that and engagement and time on platform, but mostly consistency. If you're posting less than once a day, you're actually hurting your chances of growing an audience. This is something that I can speak to because I've been holding out against it for years and it's cost me. I know that if I want to grow my audience, whether that's for my podcasts or my paintings or whatever else it is that I'm making and sharing, I have to be more consistent about sharing what I'm working on. And because I've refused to play the game the way it needs to be played, I've been hovering at more or less the same size footprint for quite a while. If we combine these things, giving ourselves the opportunities for more frequent wins with smaller projects and sharing those wins on our social channels, we accomplish a couple things. Number one, we get the boost in focus and motivation that I mentioned that we can also apply to bigger projects. Number two, we let our audience know that we're still in it, that we haven't simply abandoned the making and gone dark. Maybe even more than either of those things, sharing the little wins let us know, or Speaking for myself, they let me know that I'm still in it. In the show notes, you'll find links to a few things I thought you might like, including the work of Charlie Clift. Now, if you're a fan of great portrait photography, I can't recommend Charlie's work enough. Yes, you'll find gorgeous portraits of celebrities like Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Helen McCrory, who I hope you'll recognize as Polly from Peaky Blinders. But for me, the projects section is where Charlie's work shines brightest. Marquee Magic looks at circus workers. Tribute Inc. spotlights the stories behind tattoos of soldiers. And Portrait of Brixton captures the charm and character of the people who live and work in South London. It's really terrific work. Also, last week I started listening to the audiobook version of the Beastie Boys book, and I've got to tell you, it is fantastic. Not only is it filled with hysterical stories about the band, like the time that Yauk blew up his parents' backyard, it's also an incredible oral history of the evolution of hip-hop, and it's narrated by Jon Stewart, Snoop Dogg, Steve Buscemi, Bette Midler, and about 40 other people. Put it on your Christmas list, or just go buy it for yourself so you don't have to wait. And finally, BBC Two produced a terrific documentary on 83-year-old Magnum photographer David Hearn, who recently donated his entire archive to the National Museum in Wales. Now, along with his own photos, he donated his personal collection of more than 700 photographs by other photographers, including Cartier-Bresson, Bill Brandt, and Dorothea Lange. Subscribe to Iterations in your favorite podcast app, or you can get everything I produce, every iteration, every in-between, and every process driven all in one feed by subscribing to Jeffrey Sidoris Everything. Connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Jeffrey Sadoris, that's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S, or on my website at jeffreysadoris.com. If you'd like to share some feedback or let me know what you're working on, you can email me at talkback at jeffreysadoris.com. I'd love to hear what you're up to. You can support the show by leaving a review or a rating on iTunes or by sharing it on social media. I'll be back next week with another show and I hope you'll join me. 
Until then, thanks very much for listening. I appreciate your time. I'll talk to you on the next one.